Welcome to the Bards FM podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to Seven Pillars and the Family. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots. And tonight is um, <laughs> an audio issue on my end. That's crazy. Anyway, tonight is Monday. December 4th in the year 2023. And tonight we're going to dig into some things, kind of doing a reset that we haven't talked to for a while, and that is the seven pillars of county by county, all in the context of what we're faced with right now. And then take that even deeper into the root of the family and how important that is and where the real war is being waged. This is a really critical time that we're in, and it is a time for us to be taking it very seriously with what is happening in our nation. Borders are wide open. We have Finding age males pouring in by the truckload. We have illegal aliens that are coming in across the border with children. The whole attempt is to outbirth everybody that's here on top of a population that's about 70% at least vaccinated, many of which have now been sterilized thanks to the multiple vaccines and exactly what that was designed to do, which is destroy the potential for a nation to rise again. Our military is deeply compromised. It has been vaccinated, and the criminals that have been behind that have sat back and said nothing as we have watched heart rates increase phenomenally, heart attack rates increase phenomenally, and numerous other ailments and, and sicknesses just shred our military as we know it. All of this was by design, by people that in this power in our country, tyrants, along with their willful agents who are also part of the tyranny, who don't have enough will to stand up against for what is right and to simply obey rules because they are so abided, obliged to protect their salaries, protect their, their pensions, that they've turned against America and they've been used as weapons of war to destroy America from within. And now it's time that we have to really start anchoring down to realize that the real fight is coming. It's not a place, a place that we can avoid this. It's what we're looking at and it's coming like a storm. And we have to be prepared. And ultimately, that takes us back to where we started three over three and a half years ago, which is the getting ourselves rooted in the county-by-county county model and, as I would say most recently, the awareness of how important building the family is. And Patriots, one thing that's absolutely certain right now is many of our nation's problems could be fixed, and they could be fixed fast. But that's not what our so-called leaders want. They want chaos. They want destruction. They want you to suffer but they, but they won't falter in their ability to keep on their mission to destroy this nation. So we need to fight back with My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply the country's, is the country's largest preparedness company, and it has equipped more people in this nation than anybody else. It is, it is literally filling shelves with the food supplies that are needed in case of an emergency. Now, their best-selling three-month emergency food kit provides delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners that last up to 25 years in storage. And right now, it's $200 off. Get over 2,000 calories every day. Just add water, heat, and then eat. 
Make sure that every member of your family has a three-month emergency food kit. It's fundamental and it's a baseline for any of the emergency food systems you have. And that's a My Patriot Supply three-month emergency food kit. So just head on over now to our website, which is preparewithbards.com, preparewithbards.com, for a $200 savings. And be sure that you order by 3 p.m. in the next day, and the orders will ship free the same day. So again, preparewithbards.com, best way to have emergency food and not need is to not need it. And it's better to not need it than to need it and not have it. It's obviously a, a pretty good philosophy to build your supply system on, I'll tell you. So take $200 off at preparewithbards.com. Preparewithbards.com, you won't be disappointed. Now, Patriots, I want to begin with a perspective here. It's pretty powerful, actually. And it's an article that came up today in Zero Hedge. And it's called, Increasingly, Nothing in the Life of Our Nation is Real. And so it says here, and it's pretty important, some things to really look at, is that the trickles, this trickle-down concept in our society, which really they refer to as a cosmic activity, meaning it's so far out of reach of most people, is the dwindling possibility of a fruitful life for most Americans. You cannot make a living. You can't fix all the machines in your life or get new ones. You can't get married because there's no way you can fulfill your end of the contract. You search in vain for something purposeful to do. You are eventually faced with the choice, surrender to depression and helplessness and hopelessness or revolt against a ruling blob that is only good at one thing, depriving you of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. As it continues, what also trickles down on high is the increasing dysfunction of the system that evolved to serve American life on the ground. For instance, the supply chains that the stuff, the gigantic merchandise marts from sea to sea fill their shelves with, the trucking industry is falling apart. The industry can't find enough workers to load the trucks. They call these workers lumpers. In the trucking biz, United Parcel Service, UPS, is hurting so badly for lumpers that they now make the drivers load and unload their own trucks, their own brown trucks, and have to pay them double overtime. The fruitful and the fruit and vegetables have uh, uh, that have to make a truck journey thousands of miles from the sunshine lands to the icy north sit rotting in the warehouses because they aren't enough lumpers unloading the docks. And in case you haven't noticed that the produce in your supermarket is looking wit wilty and gross because it's not getting delivered on time. The whole supply chain system is starting to collapse. All the system that moves stuff around this big country is wobbling. Many trucking and logistics companies went out of business in 2023, led by Convoy's bankruptcy in October due to an unprecedented freight market collapse and an inability to get financing. UPS has not recovered from the big drop in shipping that followed the end of of the union in a 46% cost increase, which is unbelievable, or end, I'm sorry, the end followed the end of COVID lockdowns. 1.2 million packages per day in, is lost volume. 1.2 million packages per day. Incredible. Nor adjusted to the new contract that the Teamsters Union put in place, a 46% cost increase for drivers in the first year. UPS CEO's Carl Tomei, even took a pay cut, $19 million this year, down from $26 million, including stock packages, in 2021. Federal Express also saw a sharp drop in package deliveries and in September yanked its full-year profit guidance. The FedEx share price dropped 20% in one day. 
consider to the California Air Resource Board, CARB, regulation aimed at zero carbon emissions goal in 2035. Legislation guaranteed the, to first paralyze and then kill trucking in the state, including truck delivering into, into and out of California. As the article says, good luck with that. And here's the bottom line. Christmas 2023 will be a test of how all of these crumbling services and wobbling business models are affecting the people who live in the outfit known as the United States of America. Initial reports of empty Walmarts and maxed out credit cards don't paint a pretty picture. The Yuletide um, pull attack will now will not look like it used to. We are in a crisis right now, a big one. And the United States is starting to crumble on many levels, and it's all by design because they're trying to bring this into a single new world order. Their objective is to break the will of the people, show that everything about this supply chain system is broken as they're retooling things on the back end and letting the new things, the old, collapse around us so that people lose absolute confidence in the system and then willfully will accept a new system that's rolled in, promising a better life, an easier life, a central one-world government, and, of course, all the other features that we also are eagerly await. Things like what we're looking for is things like the, the uh, one-world order and socialism, which is wonderful. And this is, this is how they see things. Okay, now, just as a highlight of the additional insanity, by the way, J6 committee, all of their depositions disappeared. If that surprises anybody, it shouldn't. And then you just you have this. I mean, literally, that there is no science. This comes out from a COPE uh, 28 presidential or president, which is that there is no science behind the calls for fossil fuel to phase out. And yet they're pushing for it. Why are they doing all this? And we know why they're doing all this. They want to collapse people's confidence in government. So if people don't have confidence in government, they're going to look towards an alternative. And the alternative is this one world order, one world religion model to put people into a place where they will literally give up everything. They, and we've done it historically. And you don't think we haven't. Just go back to 9-11 and watch how, look at how much people handed over everything in their life. They handed over everything, all their rights, everything through the Patriot Act, handed it over and willfully did it and said, please, government, save me, protect me from the evil terrorists that that learned how to fly from little caves in Afghanistan. They literally flew airplanes into the side of the Twin Towers and killed thousands of people. And we are now in a war of the entire safety of the United States because of a bunch of turban-wearing, dirt-digging terrorists from caves in Afghanistan. And how many years later was that war? Like 20 years later, we walked away and gave them everything, left people behind, and it's the biggest stain in our history, worse than Vietnam. This is what we do as a culture really well. When things get tough, we don't stand up. When things get tough, we turn to the government and say, please fix it for me because I'm too afraid to do it. And unfortunately, they're setting the stages for this again right now. And much of that is happening because of what we're seeing at the southern border and what we're seeing in Feltrate into the United States. It's sickening, and it's something we have to be inordinately aware of, and we have to start making changes. I mean, what I reported last week when I was down in Tucson, over 200 illegal aliens lined up in special in a single special line going into TSA, which they were being fast-tracked given their plane tickets, being their hotel vouchers, and given meal tickets. All of those people being shuttled to various cities across the country at taxpayer expense. We are paying for it. The government's moving them. 
They're breaking every law in the nation and nobody's doing anything about it. And Border Patrol, they're one of the worst violators because they're going along with these rules and saying we will do nothing about it because we're being told what to do and they're in violation of the Constitution every single day. Every single government official at this point is a traitor with very few exceptions. And I, and I will say that there are probably a few, but they are so far and few between. You might as well just envision the entire Washington Mall lined wall to wall end front to back with gallows. And just lines of starting processing all of these people that work in the government and just start dropping the hammer. And that's really the future that we face if we're going to fix this country. Because it is that bad. And it is that bad of treason. And any of these people out here that are going along with it at this point are part of the problem. And most of these people that are going along with it are afraid to make a stand because they're afraid to get the union reprimand, they're afraid to get the, a dock in pay, they're afraid to lose their pension, they're afraid to lose their job. And in the process, they're literally betraying America at the worst possible level. So this is the world that we are currently in. And of course, that leads us to a place of what are we going to do? Well, you know, first thing is you have to understand the problem and we are, we're getting there. Understand as well that one of the big things that's coming at us, and it's a, it is a very real issue, is as they are embedding these people into the cities, every one of these people that they're bringing in, they're promising everything to. So they are giving the promises that you will have food vouchers, hotel vouchers, that you will get travel vouchers. It's a socialist promise. But this is what is going to happen. And all the indicators are there. This economy is going to continue to slide. And at some point, they're going to pull the pin on this free stuff. And that is the instant start point for violence. Because these people that have come in here expecting to get everything free, putting their hands out, saying, where is mine? Where is mine? I deserve this, which they deserve nothing. These people now will be have their whole resource base ripped open when they simply can't get anything anymore. They'll lose their hotels. They'll lose their food vouchers. They'll lose their travel vouchers. And they're going to be saying here, what do I do? And you know what they're going to do. They're going to turn to violence against the Americans who have earned things, worked hard to get things, and they'll turn to them to take their things for themselves. Because that's what socialism and this woke culture does so well. It betrays its own people. It betrays the country. It betrays everything that's human about it. And then you can continue to watch these things happen. Now, there is a, as we continue to watch this unroll, we're also watching the tremors of war getting closer to our shores. We have Venezuela and Guyana that are in the middle of a, a dispute over a massive oil well find offshore. That little... That little craziness is backed by ExxonMobil, a Chinese drilling company, and Chevron that recently bought Hess, Hess Oil. That nest and cluster, you have to understand oil and gas. Because oil and gas does not like regulation. And it's to quote a, a senior executive when I was down there speaking in 2014. And this is what he told me, because I was there speaking about what we call proactive mitigation, how to use influence operations to limit the risk of their operations to make good relations with communities and to be able to get things moving effectively without resistance and protests. And his comment to me was, I like your ideas, but I don't know that it fits our model because our model and the way we operate in foreign countries and when we're dealing with oil and gas resources is we either kill them or we move them. Let that sink in a minute. That's a, a principle of how they run their business. And my comment being not missing an opportunity to be snarky, I said, that's interesting. I said, are you planning on doing the same thing with the fracking protesters? At which point he got up and walked away, angry that I challenged him. 
This is, this is the world we live in. And so really, if you're going to start following the money of wondering who's funding all of this movement of people, who's moving the immigrants, the, these immigrants across this nation, I would tell you, you probably should put a good optic on oil and gas because they despise the green movement. They despise regulation. And they have no problem bringing a country to its knees and forcing them to have to comply to their will of oil and gas. And it's and when you get civil war and war, the one thing that's always good for is selling oil and gas. Lots of it. So we're in a real crisis in this nation. We're being run by corporations that are literally been hijacked by banksters and mobsters, a criminal class of people that are trying to run this country into the ground and bury it. And they're trying to move quickly at it. And it's really time that we as a people, which is very difficult, it seems, for Americans these days, to come together and make a, a global stand. Because there's so much confusion on the plane of what is actually going on. But it's all there. Now, we roll back three and a half years, and we begin a model, which I'm going to really review in depth tonight, which is county by county. And it's important that we go back to this, because as we head into 2024, these seven pillars are the foundation of what we need to be doing to build our strength in our homes and extend that strength into communities. And it adds to that the dimension of family, which I will, will end tonight's show with a discussion of family and the war on that and what it is to restore it. Now, the first one, if you remember, county by county, the first pillar of county by county is home churches. And this is probably one of the most important pieces everybody should be doing. Call it a Bible study, call it a home church. The whole principle is to break down and break out of the confined walls of the dead stone church, dead stone walls, and the skinny jean pulpit and get in this and get God back in your home at the center point. It also gives you a chance to build community by bringing people in, whether it's a weekly Bible study or whether it's actually an informal church. I mean, when I say informal, like a, non, a church of any kind that you're doing there once a week. But the whole point is to start getting God back in our lives. is the center point of everything we do because once we do that and we're walking truly in the body of Christ, We're talking about abilities to build trust and build relationships and to build strength and build unity unlike anything else we have. Our country actually was built on the foundation of the church. And that's the most crazy, this is the craziest part of everything we face now is that if we go roll back to where we're approximately, you know, in the year of, of our revolution, about 1774, it was the churches and the pulpits that were speaking out against the tyranny. They were calling out the British for the number of soldiers they had on the ground in, in Boston. I believe it was 10,000 soldiers, and then they had about 20,000 population. So there was basically one soldier for every two people. They also were bringing in the Hessians, which were their mercenary group to enforce some of these rules and to be ruthless about it. If you look at the laydown today, we're not so different. We really aren't. And the critical part about that entire war is, even though we love to focus on the end with the muskets and the bayonets and and that sort of thing, the principal part of the revolution was an information war. It was a war that was being waged by the printing press, where today we'd use it through digital media. So a lot of the fight of the Civil War, or the Revolutionary War, excuse me, was being used to protect the presses and to keep the information flow flowing. And the risks that they were taking were absolutely phenomenal printing broadsheets late at night to get them out into the public square to transport them across the colonies when the British were looking for them and trying to arrest people that had them. And people were well-read. They read at a level that most people don't read today. And all of that centered again on the principles of growing up in a world where God's word was essential 
And then the information became a frame of that. And our founding fathers carried that with them in everything they discussed. I mentioned this the other day, but on November 28th, there was a critical day called Founders Day passed in which they were praying, they were passing a, a bill to celebrate the future victory over the British. But what's important about that is this whole bill was based on people praying and praying into the future, which means they were praying from victory into future victory, which is almost a bill of prophetic. And in doing so, proclaiming that they were going to be victorious over the British to come. That day, that's the mentality of our, co of our colonies and our colonists. God was central to everything they did. So the second pillar of Townie Pike County, and it's, it is very critical in all of this, is homeschooling. Our children right now are being deeply indoctrinated into this system. And the more that the whole war that they're waging here is to separate children from God and to scar them to such a degree that they will never be able to rise again, to be, make them dependent of the state, on the state, and make them unable to think for themselves. Homeschooling is probably one of the most important thrusts everybody should be working with, either directly or supporting somebody who it has. And it's a very important step to get these kids out of public school. That's pillar number two. Because it allows them to start thinking free, learning skills, being prepared, because our children are going to be the next wave of this war, and they have to be well prepared. Not only in the physical skills, but they have to be prepared within the spiritual warfare that's going on. And there's going to be an increasing level of spiritual warfare that we are going to have to rely on in order to win this war. Pillar number three is Patriot Gardens. And Patriot Gardens is literally growing your own food. And that, at this point, this should be second nature to almost everybody in Bard's Nation. You should be already preparing and planning in your mind at least what you're going to do in the spring for your garden. You should be doing some sort of protein growing. You should be doing canning. You should be doing all these things to preserve your food, drying food, freeze-drying food, whatever you're choosing to do. All of this is designed ultimately to give us freedom from the dependency on these supply chain markets, which are collapsing. And they know these triggers. They understand very clearly if they can create an event where there's a slow degradation of the supply chain model, food isn't getting to the shelves, people are not going to be able to get the food they need, prices are going up, inflation is skyrocketing, and little by little as prices increase, people are, what they need is getting further and further out of touch. All of this is being set up so that they can come in and be there that with that great statement, trust us, we're the government, we're here to help. And that's coming in its own draconian form. They're passing rules left and right to try to get people to give in to the wealth of money, to give up rights for their children, to give up rights to their lives. This is the war that's being waged. And so getting children out of school is absolutely critical. Pillar number four is right work. Right work is literally stepping away from a corporate yoke, a government yoke, sometimes joining another small business. And because it aligns with you spiritually, it aligns with your, your work ethic and what, you, and what your skill sets are. But right work is also doing what you need to do on your own. Finding those gifts and talents where you can start building your, building your business and your livelihood so that you're not dependent upon a corporate system or a government system, which is increasingly, it has grown larger and larger and made it increasingly difficult to try to navigate through a sea of businesses that aren't somehow linked to some mothership of a, of a, of a corporation. This is the Ponzi scheme that we play, and it's a shell game because you keep you look at one business, you say, oh, that's a cool business. You go over here and like, that's a cool business. And then when you run the threads back, you go, wait a minute, they're all owned by, as an example, Berkshire Hathaway. They're all owned by that. What is this about? All of this is about controlling the field and making you believe you have options, making you believe you have the illusion of choice. You don't have choice. You just tell yourself you do. 
and even for many of you, thinking that you have choice in what you buy. It's a great example because in 2012, MasterCard revealed that it had developed an algorithm which they could track people's purchases and exactly a year to the date after they started tracking purchases, they could predict what that person was going to purchase. Now, how does that happen? It happens because the world in which we live is an illusion and it's not what we think it is because it's being influenced by so many levels. We're being receptive of those influences and because of that, we're being steered into places that we don't want to be but we seem to have no control, and this is right where we are. So at number five is health and wellness, and pillar number five is literally about taking control of your life again using the principles of healing, deliverance, the whole principles there that we have to raise up healthy people. And at the same time as we use prayer as part of that warfare, we're also using the naturals in the world to build our pharmacopoeia so that we literally have an ability to heal ourselves with the natural items in the, in the environment. And further than that, because we add to that the food that we grow, which goes back to Patriot Gardens, and that's a nutritional component there in this county-by-county county model that is so critical as we face the challenges of health, and they will continue. Because this is what they do. And it doesn't say that these challenges of health are necessarily life-threatening like they want you to believe. But I guarantee you there's always a block people that will take those fears and they'll say, give me another injection. Shoot me up with another pill. Because they don't want to take the responsibility of self-healing and taking the responsibility for themselves. And we have to get there. And then we have to lead people to that. Because that's part of bringing up the body of Christ is not to forget the people over here that... We, we may not agree with 100%. We may not follow 100%. Maybe we don't even get along with them 100%. But the principle is right now that what we have to do is we have to literally stay focused and raise up as many people as we can because the kingdom needs people. And this is part of our role is to reach in and to awaken them, free them, save them as we free ourselves, keep ourselves free and help them self themselves free as we move that model forward in the true nature of healing and, and, and spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ. This is raising up the body of Christ in a phenomenal way to be stronger and then teaching these pillars of county by county to each person we work with. So we're creating resiliency within a local community. Fantastically important. Your sixth pillar is informed action. And truly, of informed action, and I prayed on this a lot, and I really never explained it this way, but I think it's so critical to understand. This is the one place where the informed action at the top of the list is read your Bible. Get yourself into the Word. Read your Bible. There is so much in the Bible when we start dealing with the times that we're in. And as we use the Bible, we pray on the Bible, it gives us even, God will lead us to passages to read that are so appropriate for today that give us insight into the challenges of this war. There's the whole, whole piece here in as we follow to absolutely get into the understanding the power of the Bible and helping us open up the apostolic and the prophetic and helping us, helping us reach deeper into healing and deliverance. All of these things are critical. This is literally walking the walk of Jesus. And then it's the next piece of that, which is, comes out of Ephesians 6, 10 to 18, which is waging war in the principalities. All of this becomes informed action. And the most critical aspect of informed action is as we start to use these tools, we are able to daily wage war into the principalities that are beyond our reach. And we have to. Everything that we're seeing in this country right now, 
everything. The, what, you're, what we're watching is a manifestation of the physical that is looking like it has no end, that it's going to be a draconian, horrible end to everything. All of this is being influenced at a spiritual realm, literally, as what happens in the spirit, spirit then becomes manifest in the physical. So if we are not waging war in the spiritual realm to start tearing down fortresses and ripping up strongholds and breaking down ties and separating these connectors, this force that we're seeing that's coming across the southern border, that's seating itself in every town and every city across the United States, those people gain strength. We have to cut their strength and sever them to let them feel what it's like not to have the connectivity to their God, which is a two-bit God, not the God of hosts. And, of course, the final pillar is stewardship and conservation. God does not want us wasting. He wants us to be frugal. We have to use what we have. And this is all part of a series of things, a series of mindset or the mindset shift we have to have that we are heading into an era, at least temporarily, of scarcity because that's how they're going to try to control us. So it's absolutely essential we get these seven pillars down and get focused. But I also want you to understand is that we've gone through this journey and I've gone through this process. What has really become clear is just how critical the war against the family is for those in power. We have gone through a phase, a number of, I mean, we go through this every day. We look at the news, we cycle through it. We look at the topical headlines. We look at things like the war going on in Gaza. We look at what's going on in Ukraine. We look at what this war drums that are brewing in Venezuela and Guyana. We look at all of this. We look at the immigration. We look at these conflicts. We look at the conflict that's been happening as of late in the Red Sea, where the United States Navy, under the direction of the Pentagon, is working overtime to have one of our ships sunk so they can declare war against China. All of this is a complete and total sham, but trying to force the world into a conflict so we bring the infernal down upon us. And that's how this whole landscape looks and works. But in this, in this walk that we're in right here, we have to be able to sever those influences in such a magnanimous, magnanimous way that we have to be able to reach into the spirit and start waging war there to sever those ties of influence and start freeing that up on the land and in our world here. And that's where the mightiness of prayer warriors actually begins. And this is truly as we get into all of this and we look at all of the pieces that are moving, we get back to the principles of stewardship and conservation. Because if we don't have the root of that and holding on to that and understanding how important every single thing we have is going to need to be as we move forward, we're going to be caught short and we don't want to be. No matter how much you prep, you can't prep enough. And one of the fastest ways to gain resources is to use them more efficiently and more effectively. And so that takes us to the family. This has been a long journey for me and over the last few years as we've looked at all these pieces. And we have spent a lot of time. We spent a lot of time out here looking at the, the aspects of war, the aspects of politics, the aspects of education, and we will continue to. But it's very, very important to understand that when you cut all that aside, you're going to get to the root of where the real war is being waged. And unfortunately, the magnitude of what's happening and the effectiveness of this war, that war is against the family. God's anointed cell, if you will, special operations team is a family. And that family is what builds the foundation of the church and which builds the foundation of tribes. It's what builds the foundation of nation states. And they have been waging an incredibly effective war on this for generations. 
we have gone from families that were regularly farm-sized families at seven, nine, ten, even I even ran into a family in Minnesota that had 19 kids. And it seems unheard of to where we are today, but it didn't used to be. And of course, you hear the narrative that says, well, they had all those many kids because they expected a whole bunch of them to die because healthcare wasn't as good. And you kind of look around, you're like, well, that's funny. Then how come I see so many families at 10? Like, did they expect to lose a bunch? And it's not true. It's just another one of their lies. The principle of bigger families has always been the idea of not getting in the way of God's blessing and to let families grow. And unfortunately, what has happened is we don't even need a one-child policy like Japan has, or I'm sorry, China has. This has been an easy solution for us. They just brainwashed America. Between abortion, between having having people's tubes tied, having vasectomies for men, having having birth control, people have, and then putting economic weight upon families where they can't even get ahead, we've now moved our birth rate from what was a positive growth rate of probably over three around World War II down to 2.25, I believe, which we are now in decline, and we will not recover if we don't do something soon. And the only way we will recover is with all these illegals coming in that are birthing kids left and right. The war has been on the family. COVID-Con was a strike against the family. It was a strike against youth. It was a strike against the elderly. It was a strike against the core of the family, leaving people paralyzed and dead, doing so intentionally so they could do a program to literally depopulate the world. And then when you look at the whole transgender movement, all of that is just a version of eugenics because when they do their surgeries and they flip their genders, these people can never reproduce again. This is all the sickness of this group that's fighting, and it is the rot that sits within that most Americans, unfortunately, are accepting as matter of course, which is absolutely appalling. Without a family and without big families, the United States will never return to what it was. Let me say that again. Without big families, the United States will never return to the prominence in which it was. And I'm not talking about prominence in war. I'm talking about the dream of having a country where you could come here and earn anything and do anything. And it doesn't matter whether the families that are here are, say, they, say you, they're good families and they want to fight for the country. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the growth of population through families and the stopping, their choice to stop having babies and stop having kids. And all of that has been effective work between the economic warfare and the propaganda warfare. And the result is that we've seen a degradation of the family to such a degree that now they're broken and it's hard for them to get back up. And that's the real war. And this is the choices that we now have to make. But the good news is that we can make choices, everything that we do to make a change in the direction that we go. All of it can be done. So the county by county seven pillars is a critical framework and foundation for you to gain independence in your life. And to take that and not just do it in your life, which I hope you are, but now take it into the community and teach others, teach children, Get these things going so these kids have skills and raise them up in a mighty way so that they become the new generation of doers and protectors because we're going to need it. Especially I sit at age 58 and we'll say in 15 years, I'll probably still be going strong in 20 and as fired up as I am right now. But in, in that span, there has to be people that backfill where I'm at. They have to be, we have to start raising that up. And they've got to have skills way ahead of me. I don't want to be their benchmark. I want what I can do to be their floor so they can reach a new ceiling. 
And that's what every one of us needs to be doing with these children, these youth, to raise them up in such a fantastic way that they become mighty in kingdom, not just in the principles of scripture and healing and prophetic words, which kids are innately tuned to that because they're so close to God, but then taking those skills in out further so that they raise up and grow up in places where they know how to build things, they know how to repair engines, they know how to weld, they know how to take care of cattle, they know how to take care of horses. They know how to do these things, rabbits, goats, gardening, all of these things that they do. And as a result of this, what we end up with is a potential to feed and seed the future generations to rebuild a nation. But this is not, we're not there yet. We're far from there yet. Okay. And this is the time in which we live. It's so critical. Our country is falling apart by design. And it's not a time to sit on the laurels and, sit and try to pass it by. I do not have any hope, so we're clear, that we're going to fix any of this through national politics. That's just a corrupted cesspool of dreams. But I do have hope that we will fix this through the diligent action at local level where we can bring people into our counties. We can bring common mindset. We can, we can come together in the body of Christ to share in land spaces, to grow things together, to start building communities where we are working together, and then to put these same people and get them to run for county commission, run for sheriff, to get those involved so then we can start weeding out all of these bureaucrat laborers that are sitting there in desks and spending taxpayer money all day long to start weeding them out so we get back to a kingdom mindset within each and every one of our counties. And that's literally where this goal has to be. Because once we get there and we start resecuring our counties, there's over 3,000 counties in this nation that are we can turn and bring into this new vision of America, which is not new. It's rooted deeply in the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution. And we can then have the ability to, quite frankly, be able to restore this country from bottom up. But we are not going to get to this restoration at a high level with where we are with this national government because it is a tyrannical government. It has lost its way. It has no objective to support you or I. It has only a singular objective to enslave you and I in whatever form that is. And all of them are being run by corporations of all kinds because corporations don't seek to humanize. They seek to dehumanize and enslave everybody for the benefit of the few. And that's pretty dramatic. I want to tell you a story tonight. We're going to close with one. It's pretty powerful. And what is so important about this is this is hope. And I love stories like this. So I was introduced to somebody today. I'm going to eventually have her on the show, but for now I'm keeping the names out until we secure that date. And this is a person who has become a listener over time. There you are. And her husband is a active listener. And their friend, a friend of theirs, is every time this particular person would say something, her friend would say, Scott already said that on Bard's, on Bard's FM. So there was this back and forth. And today I got a, a text from somebody I trust very heavily. They said, can you, can you mind if I introduce you to? And I said, no, not at all. So we had a conversation tonight, a good one. And it started with this. It's like, Scott, I, I just want to get your insight into this because I'm having a call. I'm leaving my career. She worked in the pharmaceutical industry. I'm leaving my career. And I'm not being called to go into another career. I'm being called to stand by my husband as his wife, to become a mother of, of children, and to tend to our homestead. And you should know my heart when I hear that. I'm like, absolutely. 
That is your call. There's no question about that. So we went on this conversation and talked about the various things that were going on in her life, and then it came up. It was this. She said, we don't have any kids right now. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, well, I'm trying to rationalize or put together the comment of a mother earlier. And she said, my husband had said he didn't want children. But last summer he prayed, and God told him to give me children. She said, so we had we got pregnant, and she said, unfortunately, with the stress of my job, I miscarried that child. And this is the great part of the story, because we finished the story, we finished the call, and I said, I'd like to pray for you for children. And they said, well, please, we'd love it. So we prayed for the miscarried child, and, we, and I encouraged her to give it a name, to name that child. And then as we prayed, God put in my heart something beautiful. That there's three children in their future. And I believe it. Patriots, God is moving right now. His eyes are on the family. His eyes are rebuilding the root from the root of the family. To raise up children in kingdom. Children that aren't vaccinated. Children that are, have the purity of, of the love of Christ. Children that can speak in the prophetic, children that'll have the gifts and talents of this time and era for which they need. But that is going to require us as parents, as future parents, as stewards of this earth to protect them, to train them, to prepare them, to teach them the skills that they're going to need in a future that we have yet to have a clear view on, other than to know that what is coming at us is going to be tremendously chaotic as the systems of Babylon are shredded and brought to the ground. We have to be the encouragers. We have to be the teachers. We have to be the leaders. And it's absolutely critical right now that we continue to do this because our country right now is void of leadership. We have to step away from the political nonsense and trying to convince ourselves that somehow 2024 is going to be an election that result produces any results that we care about because it won't. We have to start putting our thoughts into the places of how we're going to overcome this. And that comes from, one, children. Nurturing, protecting, raising, teaching. And it also probably comes from creating a breakaway government to step away from this nonsense to start over, per the Declaration of Independence. But either way, none of this is going to matter if the family is broken. None of it. We could win today. We'd have every single thing of evil removed from us. And at the end of the day, we're still going to have a massive LGBTQ movement that is putting emphasis on deviant sexual behavior where they can't even reproduce themselves as a way of raising a nation. Any nation that's run by LGBTQ will end up being fail. But we keep in mind that a lot of that is by design so that we'll be forced into doing their incubated babies. We have to restore our nation back to the foundations of Christian ethics and morality. A man and a woman, it's only two genders. Man and a woman get married, not man and a man, woman and a woman, that doesn't work. We have to raise up children and encourage others to raise up children. We have to start working differently in how we live, making sure that people have what they need to raise up families. We have to come together is what that's saying. And this is actually very successful. If we do it right, it can be very successful and it can be very quick. But if we do it wrong, it's going to seem like a very dark, dark winter 
and I don't mean just a winter, but multiple, multiple years of this, because it's going to be lost ground that we could have taken. In the end of the day, this war begins in the spirit. It begins with the where we wage war, and we wage war in the spirit. And that means we all have to get to a place where your skills are up. You're able to walk into the place with Father, see into the Spirit, and be able to wage war through prayer and prayer warfare, deliverance and healing in such profound ways that you can start shredding the enemy strongholds and fortresses. And as we do, we're going to see tremendous shifts on the earth in those moments. And as we do, you're going to see big things shift and move because the control agents, which are in the spirit, are being shredded by the warriors, the children of the Most High, that are using the most effective tools we have, prayer warfare. That means that when we are in conflict, it means we're constantly praying into this. It means that when we're going to engage in conflict, we're hearing the directives from our Father, not just randomly going about things. If we're doing physical, if we end up having to do physical on-the-ground kinetic-type operations, which I hope we don't, that means we're listening to the Father of where to strike, where to go. Everything becomes in alignment with Him, and this is ultimately how we fight and win. So we create the seven pillars of county by county to give ourselves foundation and security on many levels. And we encourage the rebuilding of the root in the family. That's critical. But at the same time, we wage war. And we wage war in the spirit in a profound way to shake out the strongholds, break the fortresses, cut the strings and ties, and ultimately set God's children free. Let's pray. Father, we come to you tonight very humbled and blessed. We just ask for a continued blessing over this nation, a blessing of mercy. Father, this is a nation that is continuing to wander, stumble. We have churches, way too many of them, that just don't speak the message that needs to be spoken about fire from the pulpit to raise people up, to find them fight, truly fight in the spirit. We don't have that, Father. We have too much of the apathetic and none of the apostolic and hardly any of the prophetic. We need all of this, Father. To, we need to raise up these visions of understanding what you need us to see, to be guided in this word, to tell us where we need to go, to have the clarity of vision that only you can provide. We need to have the hands of healing that we can place hands on and to raise them up. We have to have the hands of deliverance to shake out demons and to raise the dead. We have to have the, the power of inner healing that can walk back timelines to heal people's wounds. And so, Father, we just pray for all of this blessing to anoint all of Bar's nation. For all of those that are hearing and receiving, to lift hands up and say, yes, Father, yes, me. And in so doing so, we end up with the rise of a mighty army, an army of kingdom, kingdom focused, and an army able to heal, an army able to overcome, and an army able to wage war. Guide us, Father, in this hour, and we, put, and we pray these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. So, Patriots, there's so much we have to do right now for all of us. Go back to county by county. Take a look at it, read through it, understand it. Incorporate those pieces to your life. Take it seriously. Get into the word. Stay in the word. And wage war. And do so in a fantastic way that honors God, that honors Jesus, and makes the enemy quake. Patriots, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil, never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. 
but we are here in this time and this place for just such a time as this. We are at war, so walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land, expand the kingdom, subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tonight for Fishers of Men. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs, and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who moved forward and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. 
We fight. We push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words, in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath.